What's going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in his living room at his new desk is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody? Hey, everybody. What is going on? Thank you guys so much for joining us on a brand new episode. It has been a while since we've talked to you guys, so we're glad you guys are back. Don't forget to hit that follow and subscribe to our channel on YouTube and also on any podcast platforms you guys listen to. We've got a great episode for you guys, so let's get right into it. What is happening, everyone? Uh, so glad to be back. I feel rejuvenized. Um, man, oh, man, we, we took a week off. Um, I want to say a uh, shout out because it was my daughter's birthday and we were preparing for the birthday party. So happy birthday, Nadia. I love you. And um, I'm glad that we had a, a big uh, extravaganza for you. So just wanted to say that, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. We were busy. Um, it actually ended up being a busy week for you. So you said you were kind of happy that we were able to take the week off. Um, but really not much happened. Um, so it was kind of a good week to take it off. But, uh, before we get into everything else though, Cody, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm work's picking up. We're getting busier because, uh, I guess things are somewhat heading back to normal. So some states have already got the mass mandate lifted, which is a little weird, but, uh, Hey, it's, uh, not our state. So I guess we're okay. Anyways, uh, it's getting busier around here. So just hanging in there. And then, uh, yeah, we were actually at the, at the party you guys invited us and it was a lot of fun. Our girls obviously are besties. So they played a lot and, uh, I whooped you in cornhole several times, (laughs) completely false statement. I lost (laughs) horribly. (laughs) I think you, I think we counted, you scored six out of the total. Yeah. In my defense, out of the three though, games that we played in my in defense, total. though, there was a lot of wind on this day. And, uh, and then it also I don't have a cornhole me. set to practice with every single day because <laughs> your wife rats you out saying that like, yo, no, he's out there like all the time playing it. So I'm trying to get into the cornhole league. I mean, that would be really cool. I'm trying to get Jessica so we can, because they actually have, um, um what's the word i'm looking for here um co-ed they do co-ed uh and so um i i kind of wanted to to do that but Mm -hmm. my wife (laughs) she says that she wants to do it and then i'm like babe let's go let's go play cornhole i don't want to it's like come on you said you wanted to go in the tournament she was like oh i was just kidding and then then i bring it up then we'll be watching on tv I'm bringing up like, hey, we sh- we could totally do that. She's like, yeah, you're right, we could. Let's do it. And I'm like, I told you, we try and practice all the time. I'd say, let's go practice. You're like, hey, I don't want it. So great, it's a vicious cycle. So I'm just gonna go solo. I don't even care if I ever win a tournament. I just want to get into cornhole league tournament. That's that's a goal of mine. I just want to get good enough to where the score isn't you know 11 to two you know, half the time because it's getting, <laughs> it's getting tough. Cause now I just play defense get like two bags in, in the hole. And then I'm just trying to get some bags on the, on the, uh, on the wood and I'm not even getting close. It's, you know, it's funny. I know we're going down a rabbit hole here, but it's funny because when you left, uh, my sisters wanted to play. So I was, I was team with, um, uh, I have two sisters who are both older than me. So, um, the oldest is Dawn and then the, um, the middle one is Amber and then it's me. And so me and Amber were a team. And then, uh, Dawn, my oldest sister, she, um, her son likes to play with us a lot. So he was on her team and he's, he's not bad. I mean, he, obviously he doesn't have a set either. So he, you know, he's not like great, but he's, he's pretty decent. He can hold his own. And so, and my both my sisters they're they're terrible i mean it's no secret they're awful but uh i was like on fire i was literally on fire with uh the cornhole i made like i would make two bags like every time i got they're like andrew oh my god we just want to play and i was like i'm sorry <laughs> I just, i'm doing really well i don't want to stop <laughs> so it was just really funny they were kind of getting mad at me but i was like 
I don't know. That's my house. I can do whatever I want. I can play. <laughs> well, just to continue down the rabbit hole before we continue, this will be the last one. But when we went, when we were at your party, your birthday party for your 30th uh, in September, we yeah. were there. And obviously that was when we unveiled, you unveiled your cornhole set. And so we were all playing and we, we played for a while, like a, several yeah. games and different pairing combinations. And then it was a one-on-one matchup between my son and your daughter and uh, my son <laughs> lost terribly. And he's about eight years older than your daughter. And he lost to her. Now, granted, she was up a little bit, but she, yeah. I mean, she nailed it like more than 50% of the time. And he had a hard time just getting on the, on the wood. So it was just hilarious. And I'm, I'm here. I am as a great father of the year. I am saying, dude, you suck. <laughs> you're letting her beat you she's she's in first grade what are you doing you know very encouraging uh, words yeah. and well uh, see that's that's the thing though when I, I try and get my wife to do it and, and some i mean she'll usually play if if like i get my daughter and be like hey you know convince your mom to play but most of the time it's just me and nadia so me and her are always playing so uh she's gotten really good where um it's kind of funny because uh my father-in-law he is starting he's starting to think that Nadia has to go back to where everyone else throws because you know right now she's kind of up a little bit further where she throws right because she's small you know she can't really make it all the way but now she's been killing it and like because we have like these uh these cornhole tournaments as a family and so she's moving up in the ranks and he's starting to be like maybe she needs to go back a little bit (laughs) (laughs) so it's kind of funny because now she's doing too good and it's uh kind of hurting her so (laughs) well there you go train train her up that'll be your co-ed partner there you go yeah it's that's what it looks like it's gonna be (laughs) (laughs) my wife was just walking by here and i was trying not to say anything too bad now she's gone so (laughs) now we can talk all right (laughs) all right cody well uh, no one wants to hear about uh, us trying to get in the cornhole league, or at least me. Um, no one wants to hear that. So, um, man, let's let's talk a little bit of sports. Um, let's start with football first, um, because there is a lot that's going on, especially with the Raiders. Mike Mayock just had a, uh, a press conference today as we're recording this on a Wednesday night. Um, he just had a press conference this morning, just talking to everything like Raiders off season wise, draft wise, all that, all that jazz. Um, and, uh, they kind of reinstated that they like Derek Carr. They're going to, they want to keep him. You know, they said that they're going to stand shoulder to shoulder, uh, and go, go to bat with, for him and stuff like that. So, you know, all the cliches doesn't mean that much to me. No, because I've heard it before. And really, there hasn't been a lot of action, you know, saying, hey, we got his back. We got his back. This was actually, to me, this was the first time that I've heard Mike Mayock say that. You know, I've heard Mike Mayock say, oh, you know, he's our quarterback right now. And, you know, we'll reevaluate every position. And he said the same thing again. And then he was like, but we would go to bat for him. And I was like, okay, well, that's the first endorsement that Mayock has had. Um, granted, you know, Carr had one of his best years this year. So, um, I'm pretty sure that wasn't too hard to, to say after that, but, mm-hmm. um, having said all that, um, Gabe Jackson was, uh, released by the Raiders. Uh, Terrell Williams last week was also released, uh, basically for cap room, uh, is, is what I'm, what I'm hearing, uh, which actually for a while, I thought they were going to let go of Richie Incognito. But with them letting go of Jackson, I think they're going to keep incognito. Um, and I'm not sure they're going to go after a, a guard um, in the free agency or even in the maybe in the draft. But um, John Simpson, I uh, the uh, draft pick from last year, he's been doing pretty good. So I think they're going to ride with him. So uh, that's what makes me think about it. And uh, I know Denzel Good as well. I believe he is. Um, I think he's up for a new contract and I, th- I think they might re-sign him as well. So uh, some moves that the Raiders are doing, trying to get cheaper on the line, but, you know, obviously keeping, you know, a good offensive line, of course. Um, and then there, uh, there's also a uh, rumor that uh, Ian Rappaport uh, reported um, that the Raiders are, are receiving calls about Trent Brown and they're kind of shopping them around a little bit. And you and I were on this really early, as, as we were talking about before we recorded. 
um, I had made the, um, I had made the statement of maybe the Raiders need to explore trying to trade Trent Brown to the Browns in exchange, get Odell Beckham. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have seen that when Trent Brown is playing, he's great. Um, But he has an injury history, but you could kind of say the same thing for Odell Beckham. And it now to me, it's starting to become more and more of a reality. If you got like an Odell Beckham via trade, um, I think that would be really good. I think that's the best solution because there are some receivers out there on, on the market that we could go out, like obviously an Allen Robinson, obviously Nelson Aguilar as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Odell Beckham is, 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 is a such an explosive player. Allen Robinson is so good. He's got great hands, but he's not really like the fastest receiver. He's got good. He's a good route runner. There's no question. And, and obviously if he worked with Mitchell Trubisky, he's going to work with a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of things that could happen. I mean, this free agency for the Raiders is a make and break year because now also Darren Waller was on uh, good morning football. And he was saying it's basically playoff or bust. We, we have to make the playoffs now. Like we are not in a position where we can say, Oh, well, you know uh, we, you know, it's going to be tough to get in the playoffs. Like they know that they should be in the playoffs now. Like this is a team that can make the playoffs. So uh, it'll be interesting for sure. Now, the other issue is, um, can the are there players out there who want to play for the Raiders? Because to be perfectly honest, as we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, of this is not a good organization as of right now. There's a lot of turmoil, um, especially since Mayock has been here. Gru, uh, actually, especially since Gruden has been here, and then Mayock coming in, um, they've been saying they've been going after you know these uh, culture keepers in the draft. But then they go after a guy like Richie Incognito, who has a storied past, you know, and Antonio Brown, who, you know, just came off of uh, some issues with Pittsburgh. Um, you know, there was, there, there's a couple more signings, but it is something that we do have to think about. But Cody, um, what are what do you what are your expectations or what do you think the Raiders are going to do? in this free agency, whether it be a trade or mm-hmm. a signing or a re-signing, whatever you think, mm-hmm. um, who, what do you think the Raiders are doing here in the offseason? What is their goal? Well, I think what I would like their goal to be and what I think it, it ultimately will end up being is um, I have no sources that say this, of course, because I'm not an insider in that, in that respect. But what I would say is this, there's going to be a trade. I, I would guess that makes a lot of sense with Seattle. Cause again, Russell Wilson's gripe with Seattle has been that they need offensive line protection. Now I'm not saying we're going to trade Trent Brown for Russell Wilson. That just doesn't make any sense for either team. But what I think what will end up happening is I think the Raiders and Seattle will probably come up with some sort of draft day trade where Brown is actually traded to Seattle we will get some sort of, you know, draft compensation for that. And I think, you know, I don't, I would not be surprised if it was like a second and a third round for this year's draft and maybe another third round for the following year's draft or something along those lines, just more, just more assets basically to develop, you know, and get some more talent from the draft. Cause one of the things that the Raiders do do well, this, um, this past season is a little bit more questionable with how they drafted, but Raiders have been for a couple of years, you know, good about you know second to third day draft picks where they find some hidden talent you know but my my concern has been and i have stated this a couple weeks ago has been developing that talent yeah Um, colin cowherd he made the point when we did our most recent episode where he said you know if your organization has run poorly we went through all those um one of the things that he made a point about the raiders being a poor organization is that you know he claims that henry ruggs is a bust and his evidence was that he was like bottom twenties amongst receivers in almost every statistic. And that was among, you know, rookies. And so you have rookie wide receivers that were drafted well past the first round that were more of an impact than Henry Ruggs. And you can say it was injury. You can say it was him being a rookie. You know, it just seems weird that the Raiders draft all these talented players and our rookies just don't seem to make an impact 
as yeah. well as other rookies amongst other teams. And I don't know if that's the player we're drafting or that's the team that's developing them. But what I'd like the Raiders to do, and I think what I would suspect is, like I mentioned, Seattle and the Raiders, I think are going to come to some sort of trade agreement and there's going to be some draft assets exchange. I don't think Odell Beckham is coming to the Raiders as much as I know that you've been, you've been assuming that would make sense. And it would, you know, Brown for Odell Beckham. I just don't think the Raiders are looking for a player like Odell Beckham because I think what they'll do is they don't want, I don't think that they're going to want to duplicate an, uh, you know, Antonio Brown second off season where you kind of get a high profile wide receiver who has a lot to prove. Now, Odell Beckham is not a player that makes a lot of, uh, makes a lot of, um, bad decisions, I would say, or is that, is that much of a liability as in, let's say AB. And I would make the argument that probably Odell Beckham is probably more talented of a receiver than AB, but I don't think that they're going to want to go with a high profile receiver and take another chance like they did with AB. Now, what I'd like the Raiders to do though is focus on defense. I would like them to actually invest money in a cornerstone defensive player, not a drafted one, a signed veteran who is worth the money, who is going to um, help build this defense. Like we need somebody, I don't know if we're going to retrade or yeah, you know, trade any assets to get Khalil Mack back, which I know that we talked about several weeks ago, but we need to, I think what we need to do is actually invest some money in a defense that has veterans that is going to help develop these younger players rather than keep building in the draft. Because if you keep, you know, drafting younger players to develop one another, they're not going to be NFL elite because you don't have any other veterans in there to kind of coach them about the way of football or to push them. It's all just going to be younger players that are just trying to figure it out. And we're going to, we're going to be a defense that doesn't have very much experience and we're going to be worse off. So that's what I'd like to see the Raiders do. That's what I expect will probably end up happening, especially with, the news of Trent Brown being on the market was what, you know, the news that we heard earlier today and parts of yesterday. Yeah. There's been a lot of, there's been a lot of uh, Raider talk, um, especially on Twitter, like people kind of mixed feelings about Trent Brown. And, and my, my thought is this Trent Brown was not a bad player for us. Uh, he was not a bust. When he played, he our offensive line was a lot better. Our running game was better. Our pass blocking was a lot better. It's Trent Brown is not. It's not like he came in and he sucked. He he was not bad at all. He was he was great. Um, but the issue with Trent Brown is he kept getting injured, and it kind of seemed like there were times where he would say, "Oh, it still hurts. It still hurts." Mm-hmm. You know, there were. So, I think there were like a couple of weeks like two or three weeks in a row where it was like, Oh, Trent Brown may play. And then he didn't. And you're like, well, what the hell happened? Why is, and then the next week it was like, Oh, well last week there was, Oh, he might no, he might play. So you're thinking, Oh, this week he definitely will. And then it was like, Oh, he's not playing again. And it was like, uh, okay, well what's going on? Like, <laughs> so it kind of made, it kind of made me seem like he didn't necessarily want to play all the time. I don't know if that's, because of the coach. I don't know if that's maybe, maybe he doesn't like Derek Carr. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he just uh, feels like he was really close with Antonio Brown. So maybe he, maybe he's on the side of Antonio Brown and, and is kind of trying to do the same thing, but uh, a little differently, obviously. Um, and a lot of he, he, I follow him on Twitter and he's kind of a negative tweeter. I know that sounds weird, but like he's always talking about how, you know, maybe someone has done him wrong um, or, you know, you know, fake friends, you know, fake love, stuff like that. And it's kind of like, it makes me kind of nervous because maybe he's just kind of like um, one of those guys who, who just, there's always an issue. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how Antonio Brown was, uh, where he just, he always had an issue with something like, oh, I froze my foot, you know, got frostbite. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't like my helmet. Uh, now I don't like the GM who literally got me here. Uh, now I don't like the coach. Now I want to like it. It's right. just one thing after another. And it kind of seems like that. And it makes me nervous that that's going to happen with uh, Trent Brown. But I think that's why they're trying to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to say this. I think exactly what you're saying. 
free agency, we need to go after a veteran guy. Like, obviously, us drafting uh, edge rushers, it's not doing it. Okay, you can. They still might draft one, but I think they need to go after. I know a lot of people want Leonard Williams. Uh, he's had one really good year. He had a really good year this year. I'm a little hesitant on trying to get him because just go, going based off of one year, I don't like that. I don't like that. It's not consistent enough. I like his upside, of course, but to me, that's a little scary to go after. Um, like a Shaquille Barrett, even though I think he's going to resign with the Buccaneers, I think that would be someone who would be very interesting because since he's been in the league, he's been dominant. Um, you know, maybe um, a Levante David again. I think he's going to stay with the Buccaneers as well, but Levante David is such a freaking beast. Um, who was the guy I was thinking of? Um, Melvin Ingram, sorry. Mm-hmm. Ingram is one of those guys. He had a down year this this past year, but he was dealing with injuries this year. Um, and then he had a season-ending IR stint. And But here's the thing. Melvin Ingram, even though he may not be the Melvin Ingram of a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. he still is a, a productive guy. And that's really what the Raiders need. We just need someone who's productive. We don't need someone mm-hmm. who's disrupting constantly even though i mean everyone is looking for a guy like that so raiders are in the same boat as every single team in the league okay maybe an exception of the cardinals now because the cardinals have jj watt and um uh man i'm blanking oh shoot chandler jones yes chandler jones um both of those guys are are extremely good at what they do so Mm -hmm. um but like I would really enjoy going after Von Miller. I know mm. he's not a popular pick right now because he was out basically well, he was out all year last year. But here's the thing. Von Miller knows the AFC West. So even if he's not the Von Miller of a couple of years ago, he could still be a disruptor because it's Von Miller wasn't just good because he was fast and he was young. Von Miller was good because of his technique. Mm-hmm. JJ Watt, the reason he's been going so strong for so long is yes, he's a big dude. He's hard to block no matter what, but also he's still trying to perfect his craft. And that's why he was such a hot commodity. Now you talk about Von Miller. Von Miller is the same. He's just a little bit smaller than JJ Watt, but he knows how to leverage. And that mm-hmm. is a key right there. Von Miller is a disruptor. He's a guy who he's still fairly young. It's not like he's an old, old guy. Um, and so I, I would really, really enjoy seeing the Raiders go after Von Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be perfectly honest, he may not be as pricey as what he used to be because he was out last year. Because, I mean, I'm looking at the top 100 free agents right now. He's not mm-hmm. even the top 50. Like, mm-hmm. He's going to be he's going to be a lot cheaper than what you think. He's going to be cheaper than Leonard Williams and mm-hmm. he's got a way better uh pass record than Leonard Williams. So, I would really really enjoy seeing Von Miller as a Raider and I think that would really help our game. Not only does he know how to work against the Chiefs, not only does he know how to work against the Chargers, but he could also help our offensive line because he can say, "Hey, when I went against you, I saw this." And now he's got inside stuff uh, on the Denver Broncos as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that would really help as well. So for me, Von Miller is a must. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing I would go after that would be a DB, a veteran DB. We need veterans on this team. I think we're going to let go of LaMarcus Joyner. I think it's a foregone conclusion. I think Mm -hmm. we're trying to include him in either some trades, but if not, I think we're just going to let him go. So, um, It'll be it'll be really really interesting to see what they do, but I think if the Raiders are are showing that hey we're really in this, they would go after Von Miller. You're still going to have some money. You could go after uh, a Justin Simmons, or you could go after. I mean, even if they want to go after Richard Sherman, I'm okay with that. Um, I've heard John Johnson, uh, the safety from the uh, Rams, mm-hmm. he had a really good year this year, and 
he would be someone who I would prefer because he's a safety as well. And that, and that would help us out. So I think the Raiders first need a pass rusher. That is, Mm -hmm. that is the utmost importance on that defense. The second important thing is defensive backs. Our linebackers are okay. If you want to get a couple more linebackers, I would say go in the draft and get them. But I think if we're looking to really beef up this defense, it needs to be pass rushing first Mm -hmm. and then defensive backs. So what I'm thinking for the free agency side for the Raiders is I'm actually in the camp that we should go after Leonard Williams. And here's why I would say his first few seasons when he was with the jets and playing for a terrible organization is a big proponent of why his stats were low, poor playing time um, and, and things like that, because they, he's, what was he drafted fourth overall in his draft class in the first round. Yeah. So he has the talent and there's no denying that he's what is he six, eight and some 300 and something pounds. And he's, he's a Goliath. He's huge. No. He's, he's a big force to stop and not a lot of offensive linemen playing today can stop a power like that. I think that's very crucial that we do give that a try. Um, and when he was with the New York giants, you can see that he was progressing a lot more and he actually was a big proponent of that defense for the New York Giants actually, you know, standing up and getting them kind of in contention in the NFC East. Um, and I, that's no doubt in my opinion, uh, Williams doing because he was in an organization that he now had some enthusiasm to play with. So I think if the Raiders were to get a chance to get him in free agency, and again, this is what I'm talking about investing in a cornerstone defensive player. I would love to see the Raiders go after him because I could see him re-energized in Las Vegas. He's like a player that we want to focus the defense on in Las Vegas. When fans come back, I think it'll rejuvenate his career, and I think it'll bring some excitement back to the defense. Um, another player I would really love for the Raiders to think about going after is Bud Dupree from the Steelers. And, and I know that he has an ACL injury, but that means mm-hmm. he's inexpensive and he's got a lot yeah. to prove. And he comes from the Steeler Nation defense that was number one in the league for defense two years in a row. And that's some experience and knowledge that we need to have on our team. Yeah. So I would say Leonard, Bud Dupree. Um, I would love for us to go after Justin Simmons to replace Joyner and also Eric Harris because, you know, one of the things that we had a hard time with Harris about all year is that he could not locate the ball. And Justin Simmons would correct that. Uh, you know, if yeah. we don't want to, if we don't want to put, um, uh, if we don't want to put, um, gosh, what is I'm forgetting our safety's name? Uh, Harris or Abram? The Abram, excuse me, Jonathan Abram. If we wanted to just keep Abram as a ball hawk or as a uh, you know a, a run stopper and really just somebody that's going to be you know someone that just cracks a, a receiver or a tight end or whatever, that's fine. But we definitely need somebody that's going to know where the ball is at at all times. And a Justin Simmons, you know made that very apparent in, in Denver that he could locate the ball, come down with it. And he, he could, he could be very good on the defensive side in terms of coverage. So I'd really love to see that. Um, and to your point about a veteran, uh, cornerback, I would love for us to go after, uh, Sherman. I would probably, I would probably love it more if we went after both Sherman and Xavier, um, Wood or Xavier Rhodes. Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those two veterans would be phenomenal. Rhodes still has a lot left in the tank. I think Sherman can teach like, you know, Mullins a ton and also uh, Damon Arnett. Uh, so that's uh, those are two cornerbacks right there that can change the complexity of our defense. Um, also, too, I'm going to butcher this name, but he was the former defensive end for uh, Atlanta. I think it's Tarkeist McKinley. He's still out there. Oh, he hasn't yeah. signed with a team yet. And he was their first round draft pick many years ago and had a lot of promise. And with the fallout of the organization, he basically didn't play all of last season, which means he has a lot to prove. And mm-hmm. for the right money, we can probably get him. And if you don't want to go with Williams, that's fine. But I think McKinley is a really good plan B to really yeah. facilitate that at that second edge where we have Crosby on one side and then McKinley on the other side. And, you know, if we want to then upgrade cornerback from that point, that's great. But I think that would help in pressure. Um, and for me, offensively, what I'd love to see is I'd love for us to upgrade our, our receiver. I don't think Allen Robinson is somebody who we're going to get. But I would love for the Raiders to get go after uh, uh, Kenny Galladay from the Lions. I think that would be a great upgrade from 
Williams, or even if we don't sign Aguilar, I think that would be a great deep ball threat who can do just about everything and help develop with rugs. So that's what I think the Raiders should do in the free agency market with all that's coming up. Yeah. Um, you know, if we don't get Sherman, I would like to go after like a Patrick Peterson or even both. I think, uh, I think we might be able to swing it. I am on the side of not going after receivers in the free agency because it's going to be a lot of money. And um, I would prefer them to go after like a, you could get a receiver in the draft and it's cheaper. And I know the worry is, you know, oh, we might not be able to develop them, but, you know, Carr is going to make it work. And when you have Darren Waller, that is going to help. Yes, we should go after someone, to be perfectly honest, but I am more of the, I would rather us focus on defense and then maybe like get an offensive lineman because there's a lot of good offensive linemen in the free agency. Mm -hmm. Um, I would rather do that than go after uh, a receiver, but uh, I don't think the Raiders are going to do that. I think they're going to go after a receiver. I agree with you. I don't see it being Robinson. Um, Honestly, I see it being like a T.Y. Hilton. He might be someone that we'll go after. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll – and Hilton is actually probably going to be a little bit cheaper. But uh, there was a name that I saw. He was towards the bottom here. Sorry. Um, this I is think Hilton's going to end up staying with the Colts because of uh, Wentz. So I, I think that mm. – I think T.Y. Hilton's going to sign a team-friendly deal and he's going to stick it out with Wentz and see how far they go. And that's that's my opinion on Hilton. I don't I don't think Hilton's thinking about. Or the, the they're going to go after Antonio Brown. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're <laughs> no, it, I, who I see them really going after would uh-huh. be a Rashard Higgins from the Browns. I really think. Oh they man, that would be a downgrade in my opinion. I would much it rather would, just resign Aguilar or Aguilar's going to be a lot of money, and I don't honestly think they even do going it. after Marvin Jones Senior. In my opinion, would be much better. I know I want Galladay from the from the Lions. I think. I think he'd be a tremendous upgrade and that would be a phenomenal receiver to have on the team. And yeah. I can only imagine how special those plays are going to be with, with Carr and Galladay, but I don't, I, you know, I, I see Galladay probably going to more of a contender. I see him probably going to the Steelers, but you know, I would settle for, you know, Marvin Jones senior then from the Lions. I think that'd be a pretty good upgrade because he's very versatile and like what he can do. And that would kind of mesh a lot with, uh, with Gruden's offense. Yeah. Depending on what they do with, uh, how they view Renfro. They might even after they might even go after a Golden Tate, um, who I still kind of like. Um, I think Golden Tate is is actually a little bit more uh, talented than what he is given credit for. But um, that just seems like such a Raider thing to do. So that's I think, why I think. Yeah, Tate, I, I don't but. know. I think the Raiders are gonna go for like lower market receivers. That's what we've been doing, yeah. and then Carr makes them super like uh, overachievers like yeah you know Aguilar didn't have a great name leaving the uh, Eagles and yet when he was on the Raiders Derek Carr made him look like a pro bowler so, yeah for real you know but, no but Carr can't throw so no Carr can't throw <laughs> all right guys so we're gonna take a break and when we come back we're gonna talk uh Giants baseball all right that was a lovely message by our, our lovely Cody Johnson <laughs> produced and self-edited all all my own (laughs) all right um so we finally get to talk about baseball man i'm so excited oh yes i have been uh been talking about fantasy baseball and i feel like such like you know when people make fun of like people who are like really into star wars well, this is my nerdy thing. This is like major league. Like I'm not okay. I'm, I'm into star Wars, but like, I don't know every little thing, you know, um, you know, Marvel superhero movies. I don't really know it. I think the one thing I would be really super nerdy about is Spider-Man, but, uh, my real nerd comes out when we talk about baseball. I love baseball so much. Everything about the game. I love, um, you know, we've talked on Marco Polo, uh, which we do every single day, basically. Um, usually, except for the weekends, because the weekends we're not really doing much, <laughs> or we we are doing a ton, and it's just like, I'm nah, sorry, I can't yeah. message you. <laughs> um, but um, you know, we were talking about like how I hate some of the stupid like 
non-written rules of baseball and whatever. And I think we'll get to that um, probably, hopefully next week or in a couple of weeks where we're going to talk a little bit about that, um, what to expect on the upcoming season. But Mm -hmm. let's talk about Giants. The San Francisco Giants, um, they have... They, they've done some good transactions, in my opinion. Um, I really like what they've gone after, you know, where the Padres are going after these big names and, you know, trading for Blake Snell. Uh, they went after and, and signed a Joe Musgrove. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they signed Fernando Tatis to a huge contract. Um, you know, then the Dodgers, they re-signed Justin Turner. Um, you know, they, they get Mookie bets forever. Um, you know, they still have, you know, Max Muncy, who's going above and beyond what his contract already was supposed to be anyway. Um, you know, you have, um, oh man, I'm blanking on his name. Cody Bellinger, uh, who is just a, a kid who, you know, a lot of people were just looking at him as a power hitter and, He's starting to do some some good things for the Dodgers, and then obviously they're starting a rotation as well. It's not going to all that, but you know, a lot. There's a lot of big names for uh, for the NFC or NFC. Good lord, I'm in football mode in uh, the NL West. Um, but what I really like what the what the Giants have done, the Giants have a really good young core, and they're going to keep that intact, and that's what they wanted. A lot of people wanted the Giants to go after uh, the Jock Peterson, and, and and me personally, I would have I would have liked that. But to be perfectly honest, what they're thinking is, we we're good. We have the power hitters that we want for the future. As of right now, we still have really good guys. Like you talk about the guys in the outfield, Alex Dickerson. He he did a really good job last year. He's a power hitter, but he's going to hit like two forty. You know, Austin Slater had a really great year. I kept pushing for him all year long for him to start over anyone else. And I think he's actually going to get that chance uh, this year. Unless they put Dubon back out there most of the time. Uh, Mike Yastrzemski, a couple of years and last year, early in the season, he was an MVP candidate. I mean, he was, he was crushing the ball. Um, He kind of slowed down. And I think with a, uh, with an actual regular season, you know, 162 games, uh, if they still do that, which that'll probably be a topic for next week, um, you know, Yastrzemski will get into a funk, but then he will come back and, and get it. So uh, I look forward to, um, you know, for the for Mike Yastrzemski to really get into his own. Um, and then um, they're going to keep Crawford at least for another year. Brandon Bell. Uh, Darren Ruff, who did really well for us. Wilmer Flores, he's going to stay. We just signed Tommy LaStella, who we'll talk about in a second. So we got a good team. And then Buster Posey's coming back. Joey Bart, he'll probably be in AAA, though. Um, And then if there's an injury happening, he'll probably be the first one we call up. Um, So there's some good things. So what the Giants ended up doing in the offseason is said, hey, we're good with our young guys. We don't really need to break that up. They're working well together. Let's keep that core. What really screwed us and what I kept screaming on here and um, on the uh, blog that we have on DrewCodeSportsTalk.com, the one giant step, was their relief pitching was killing us. We had Trevor Gott, who <laughs> I was a little upset because we let go of Trevor Gott. And to make room to sign uh, like Jake McGee, Aaron Sanchez, guys like that. And then all of a sudden he cleared waivers, which makes sense. And so then the Giants are like, oh, we'll sign him to a minor league deal. So they signed him to AAA. And I was like, God dang it. We can't get rid of this guy. Um, and Tyler Rogers, I what I mean, I know Giants fans were kind of happy with him because they're like, oh, he's he's a submariner. He's really cool. But he really gave up a lot of games um so what the giants ended up doing was listen we need to really beef up our bullpen we need to beef up a little bit in our starting pitching a little more consistency we still have a lot of young guys who are still learning so what they ended up doing was let's get those guys so we went after uh let's see the first the first i have on here is anthony de Scalafani. Oh, I said that. <laughs> First try, baby. 
Um, he is a really, really good pitcher. Last year he was on, I believe he was still on the Reds last year. And he, when he started out with the Reds, he was a really, really good pitcher. The only issue was, is he has an injury history. He's constantly getting injured and that is his struggle. But now he's coming into the giants. He had, he ended the red, uh, he ended with the reds last year, really good. And now he's going to come into this year and he'll probably be a, in my opinion, he's going to be a relief picture. He's he's put as a starting picture, but we'll see what happens. But he is a really good picture. He is someone that is very definitely under the radar, and he's he's a giant. He's perfect. He's a perfect giant. He's a guy who is cheap, and he is a guy who is a lefty. And Giants, for some reason, love the lefties. And so anytime they can get a left-handed picture, they go after him who has a name. And uh, De Scalafani. I did it again. Uh, I'm so <laughs> proud of myself right now. Um, they, um, you know, they're going to go after. So that's the first one. Jake McGee, the next one. Jake McGee, I loved this signing. Now, um, my my in-laws are all Dodger fans, and he was on the Dodgers last year. And I was, I was always saying, why not put him as the closer? Because Kenley Jansen at that time when I brought it up was kind of struggling. And McGee was really doing well. He had an ERA under two at that point. And uh, I was like, why not throw him? And they're like, well, he basically just throws his fastball, which is true. He, he throws nothing but gas most of the time. But he does throw in a curveball and a changeup every now and then. And he's a, he's a 34-year-old veteran. I mean, this guy has been in the league for a while. He understands how to get these batters out. And... What's even better is a lot of these batters are okay with striking out, and he's a good strikeout pitcher. McGee is going to be really good. I think he's going to be the closer, to be honest. Um, then we got Aaron Sanchez, who I I told you I loved. Aaron yeah, Sanchez. You've been, you've been singing his praises for at least four years straight. Yes, I love Aaron Sanchez. He's got some filthy stuff. Again, he's just like De Scalafani, who – constantly is getting injured and that's his knock but aaron sanchez actually looks really healthy now and the issue with sanchez a couple of years ago is he kept getting blisters on his index finger and it was really affecting him so much so where he actually had to get a little bit of the tip of his finger cut off he had it surgically removed so um it took him a little bit to rehab that and i think it was affecting him for a while but he was throwing gas um at his uh at his tryout he was hitting 96 nine, i think 97 was the highest he hit so that finger isn't bothering him anymore uh we'll see how he's got a wicked curveball and that'll be really really good to see so uh i like the sanchez signing then you have matt weisler who I, which i think is a completely underrated relief he was really good for the braves um i mean if you look at his career um stats not not like impressive, but um, he is still going to do what you need him to do. Um, I really like Weisler. I think he's uh, completely uh, an underrated signing that the Giants got, and uh, he's going to be a really solid relief picture. Then you got Alex Wood, who last year was with the Reds. Uh, he was kind of a starter slash relief picture, mainly relief picture. But, um, you know, he was kind of that spot starter, and I think that's what the Giants are going to use him as. But the good thing about Alex Wood is he was on the Dodgers for a while, and um, so he can kind of give them a little bit of insight on some of these hitters. So Alex Wood is a really good signing. He's got a wicked, wicked sinker. Um, So I I really like that signing. Uh, We got Kurt Caselli, which I think was more of trying to get Trevor Bauer. (laughs) I think the Giants really wanted Trevor Bauer um, and Kurt Caselli was the catcher for Trevor Bauer last year with the, again, with the Reds. Um, and um, unfortunately we didn't get him. I think Kurt Caselli is going to be more of the uh, just, you know, when Buster Posey needs to take a day off and uh, you know, they don't have Joey Bart, Kurt Caselli is going to be the guy. Um, and then Tommy LaStella who Giants fans, uh, the whole organization loves Tommy Lestella. 
this guy is really good because he's a utility guy and he's going to really help out wherever you need him. So if belt needs a day off, if um, Solano needs a day off or Flores needs a day off, if Longoria needs a day off, if Brandon Crawford needs a day off, I mean, he can really fit and he'll even go out in the outfield if you really want him to. So Tommy LaStella is a utility guy. I do not put him as a, at a position. I just put him as a utility guy because he's, that's exactly what he's going to be used for. But not only that, He's got a really consistent at bat. He's not a big power hitter, but in San Francisco, you don't basically there's no power hitters in San Francisco unless your last name is Bonds. <laughs> um, and um, you know, that's that's I mean that's the reality of it. Um, Lestella is really good, and he's a veteran, so he's going to be very consistent at bat. Uh, he's a contact guy, and that's what the Giants want to build. The Giants want to build like what we had when we won our championships was guys who make contact. We don't need these big power hitters because it's not going to happen. And uh, we need a solid relief pitching uh, core and we need a solid starting rotation. I think the giants have that to be perfectly honest. I think this giants team, there's a possibility. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say, I think they are going to, but there's a possibility this team could be sniffing the playoffs this year. Well, I'm just very interested on what the Giants, like what you were just pointing out with a lot of the uh, pitchers that they signed. I thought you uh, your point about the signing for Kurt because we really wanted Trevor Bauer was a good one. But I also think that the, a good portion of the reason why he was signed was how how well that he can frame during pitching for most pitchers, I think, is what something the Giants are kind of hoping for, just getting a catcher that could really, you know, help the help the pitcher get through at bats and get through, you know, their starts or, or whatever the case may be. Cause for some reason, the giants just fell off completely late in games where they just didn't have any ball placement. It seemed like, and that's why leads were blown and we probably missed out on the playoffs because we couldn't close, you know, majority of the games literally close games, you know? (laughs) And uh, one of the things I saw is I did see that Scott Kashmir was making a comeback. We did sign him to a minor league deal. So I'm curious to see how that goes because it's another veteran pitcher who is probably going to be, it was probably going to be some sort of like four inning filler, whether it's a starter or kind of just like a bullpen setup. So I'm curious to see how that's going to go. But I do like the Sanchez signing. My only concern is like his ERA has gone up the last two years. So I'm hoping that, him pitching in the Bay really helps that since it's not a hitter friendly park. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's good steps for the giants to make some positive pitching signings and hopefully the hitters stay consistent. I know that it was kind of uh, it seemed a little odd that we had some hot hitting considering that it was a shortened season. So I'm hoping with 162 games, we can keep pace because clearly we're not catching the Dodgers. I don't think we'll catch the Padres. So we really need to work on, you know, keeping up with like teams like the Cardinals or the Nationals teams that are that are going to be fighting for those playoff spots, just like we are. So I don't think we're making the playoffs, but I think it's going to be a good push. But I'm curious to see how the bullpen and pitching is is upgraded. And also, I'm curious to see how our prospects develop throughout the year and whoever we call up, like whether it be Bart or some other prospect that comes out of nowhere um, through the farming system. So. Well, I know a lot of people are uh, specifically uh, giant fanatics are talking about uh, Marco Luciano, who is like their top prospect. Um, Sorry, my dog is like coughing right now. (laughs) I don't know if you can hear him. Uh, Who's their top prospect besides Joey Bart. Um, He's probably not going to make it this year. Um, I think he's, they're going to keep him in the minor leagues, which is, is fine. I mean, he's 19. You don't really want a 19-year-old in there unless you really feel confident he's going to be fine. Um, there was in the spring train. There's a couple of spring training games where he looked. He just looked overwhelmed, and like a lot of Giants fans were like, "Oh, another bust," and blah blah blah. And it was like, dude, first of all, it's spring training. Let's calm down a little bit. And secondly, he's 19. He's going against these guys who have been in the league for seven, eight years now, and they know how to get these young guys out. They know what frazzles them. So let's calm down a little bit. But there are some guys that are coming up in the uh, in the Giants uh, prospects, uh, like uh, Helio Ramos. He's an outfielder. He's a big, 
power hitter. He's a guy I'm really interested in. To me, he really reminds me of a um, Adam Duvall, who the Giants actually used to have. Uh, we let him, uh, we traded him. I don't even remember for who, uh, but he went to the Braves and and he did really good with the Braves. Um, he's a, he was a big power hitter. He's not a really average uh, hitter, but uh, Ramos kind of reminds me of Duvall. And the Giants were kicking themselves for a long time, letting go of Duvall. So Ramos kind of reminds me of that. Then you have a Hunter Bishop, uh, who's another power guy. He probably won't make it this year, but uh, he's he's someone who's very interesting as well. Another outfielder. Um, who was the other? Jalen Davis. I was really hoping he would have a bigger uh, a bigger role with the Giants last year, but he kind of was hit and miss and. And really, when he got up to the into the um, majors, he really wasn't contacting well. And what's perfect for Davis is he's a really good fielder and he's fast, so he has to get on base to really be successful. And he just wasn't doing that. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see. He might he might see a little bit more. So, uh, I mean, those are those are some some names that I I've been really watching um, for the Giants. Um, obviously, like I said, basically two of those four that I named probably going to see uh major league time this year. So it'll be interesting. I mean, um, I think this Giants team is very underrated. I'm not going to get my hopes too high because it's a really tough division in the NL West. I, I don't see us keeping up with the Padres uh, record wise. I don't see us keeping up with uh, record wise with the Dodgers. Um, to be honest, I think the Dodgers are probably going to have the best record in baseball um, this year. And uh, so they'll probably be number one seed. I think you're going to see Padres because the Dodgers are in the number one seed. The Padres are probably going to be, uh, you know, like number five. And uh, there's going to be seven spots. So uh, in playoffs, as of right now, there's still, I mean, there's a chance that it may not end up being like that. But. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll be, it, it's going to be interesting for sure to see how the giants do, but I, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm very cautiously optimistic about this giants team. Um, I think it's really solid. I don't think we're going to lose too many games because of the bullpen. Uh, obviously there's always going to be those games. There's always going to be, you know, starters who just struggle in a game. Um, and there's always going to be these hitters who are, constantly um just in a rut and they're gonna have to get out of it somehow and um you know brandon belt is always a streaky player uh he drives me nuts a ton of times because he starts off the year always just so solid and then there's always like a little injury or a 10-day il injury and then all of a sudden he just goes into a rut for like a month or two and then he finally gets out of it and he's kind of like middle of the road. He's not like where he was at the start of the season, but at least he's not what he was after the injury. <laughs> it's always like that. And I hate that about Brandon Bell because he could be so good, but he just, he can't be consistent enough. And I think that's going to be our downfall is there's not a, too many guys who are like super, super consistent. I mean, Lestella is, but I don't know if he's going to be playing all every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buster Posey is, but he missed a whole year last year. Um, so, uh, yeah, I get concerned about, about that, but, uh, you know, hopefully Yastrzemski can continue his dominance cause he, he's been really good for us mm-hmm. last couple of years. So we'll see. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully pretty, pretty exciting stuff. And I know that, uh, I think we got our fantasy baseball league reactivated. So I know that our yeah. draft is coming up and I can only imagine how many, uh, giants you're going to draft, which will tell me how good our team is. So, uh, well, <laughs> Well, I had Yastrzemski last year. Yeah, I did, did. have Yastrzemski, and you I know think what? You had him two years in a row. I got no. I only had him last year, and Yastr- Well, I, no, that's not true. I did pick him up in like a free agent pickup uh, yeah. the year before because he was starting to do really well, and so then I was like, okay, I'm going to draft him this year, uh-huh. and I did. And uh, I at first I was like, well, he'll probably be like a guy I'll sub in, uh, yeah. you know, when a guy's out or something. And basically, anytime he was playing, I was pretty much having him in the lineup mm-hmm. towards the end of the year, I was starting to kind of swap him out a little bit because he was struggling, but 
Um, I feel like I had a pretty decent outfield and Yastrzemski was, was uh, a definite plus for me for sure. Uh, I know I have like Aaron judge and Yastrzemski yeah. uh, and I forget who the other guy I had, but um, yeah, yeah that, you know, that rotisserie style league that we had last year was a lot harder to figure out than standard. And I like, I loved it, man. It I went good. ghost for like 10 weeks and then last like five weeks I tried pulling it out and I made, a, I was making a climb and then i trailed off terribly. yeah well uh brad was in the it was in the uh um league as well and he he was in second place and he was pissed because he got up to where he was down by like a point and you get like uh 0.5 points per category so like you get a point for you know, batting average, home runs, RBIs, stolen bases, and then ERA wins, saves, ER, you know, stuff like that. Earn runs. That was the other one. And so he got so close. And then because my team was so hot right in the beginning, yeah. I was doing so well with batting average. And then my batting average started dropping really significantly. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to make it because Brad had a huge lead over me in batting average. So I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on other categories. I'm going to, I'm going to risk the batting average and I'm going to go for like saves. And that actually helped me out a lot because mm-hmm. I went after saves and I got a lot of saves and then I was going after ERA, which he had as well. So, and then I was like, okay, for batters, I'm going home runs, mm-hmm. which will in turn equal RBIs. And then I was like, and I'm just going to forget about stolen bases. I might add it here and there, but. Right. I'm going to go for power and it worked out for me. And I, I pulled it out and I won by like three. And I remember Brad, he was telling me, he was like, oh, God dang it, man. I could have had you. I was so close. And I was like, I know. And I saw you, I saw so, you in the bed in the rear view mirror and I kicked it up a notch. And he was like, whatever, dude, I'll beat you. One of the things that was tough is like standard scoring. I have a formula of how I get players and that doesn't work in rotisserie. Cause you need, you almost need, a position that specializes in one of those categories. You can't just have somebody that does tiny bits of everything. Cause it doesn't get you anywhere. You need to have somebody yeah. that hits a lot of home runs, but may have a low batting average. You need someone that has a really high batting average, but you know, maybe has a yeah. ton of walks or something. So you need one really high stat with a, with a wash in there, but you can't have like what I would do if we were just doing normal scoring is I'd get a bunch of batters that could do just about everything because I play the averages. And you can't do that in rotisserie. You need to have a bunch of players that are really good in one area, one area only. And then even though it it handicaps everything else, that's what you have to sacrifice in order to get those points. So, yeah. So yeah, we'll have, well, I'm sure we'll have a a conversation about this on drew code uh, a little bit more in depth, but yeah. One thing that I, that I tried to do, which it worked out for me. And so I think I'm going to do it again this year was, you know, obviously the top guys, they're going to be good, you know, in almost every category, maybe other than like stolen bases. Um, and so then you kind of go, okay, well, the guy, the in-between guys, who am I going to go after? You know, and you have to do it with pictures too. So like exactly what you said, you want to go after guys who are consistent. So if you're going to go after a guy who's only hitting like 270 a year, that's fine, but he has to be getting like 20 home runs. Mm-hmm. because that'll kind of balance it out a little bit so you have to get more in depth with it but um yeah dude it was it was fun it was it was tough because there were a couple of times like i was saying like all of a sudden like my stats were dropping i was like oh and you're like stressed and it's only like one day and you're like okay there's like a whole year now it'll even be uh it'll probably be even worse i'll probably be stressed out all the time <laughs> <laughs> with with the longer season Oh man. All right. Well, I think that's enough chitter chatter. Sorry. We were, we went off on a tangent, but Oh God, I love baseball. I'm sorry. We're catching up on two weeks and this is just the start of this is what baseball conversation. <laughs> I feel bad because I could have probably talked about this on Marco Polo and I'm like, I don't know. Like when he's going to work, I don't know if he wants to hear about just like all my, my baseball stuff that I want to talk about, but you know, whatever i'm glad we can we can talk about it somehow you can, you're hearing it no matter what so you can you can tell me because i have my i usually put my AirPod in and then i'll listen to the polo and i actually have truthfully because i go so long in between from when you give it to give me your polo message to, <laughs> yeah. and then i have to re-listen to it about two or three times so that way like when i reply to you 
I try to remember, but because we're old, we can never remember anything. So we're always yeah. like, Oh I'm God, I can't up. remember what you said. But uh, anyways, <laughs> I've so- given up on trying to go back and listening to it. I just, I just listened to it one time and I'm like, well, if I hit it, I hit it. If I don't, I don't, whatever. And then like two, like there was one where you sent me one. And so I messaged you like two days later being, oh yeah, you said this. And I forgot, <laughs> I forgot. I never mentioned it. <laughs> My favorite is like when, um, when you, well, when you would polo me while you would be playing like 2k or something, you, I literally would send you a polo <laughs> and you're like playing as the polo is going 30 seconds yeah. later, you reply and you're like, crap i don't remember what i said man but uh <laughs> yeah. yeah anyways <laughs> you just keep going like okay well yeah yeah I, there's a reason i don't do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well that's it uh sorry for our tangent but hey we're we're friends so you know we want to talk to you know and we don't really i mean obviously we message on marco polo but we can't have like 15 minute marco polos because otherwise we can't get back to each other <laughs> for like another for like a day basically um so uh we appreciate you guys listening though always always go check out our podcast on any of the major podcast site uh those are the apple podcast google podcast uh spotify and iheart so go check us out uh leave a a, a rating rate and review obviously um if it's a five star tell us what we're doing that we're doing that you love so much and we want to keep doing that and uh tell us what we're what you don't like if you give us a one star please let us know what what that is so we can uh fix whatever it is that we're doing wrong or that you don't like um but also subscribe to our podcast on any of those major ones anything and you know that always we appreciate it we really do and um we appreciate all the um avid listeners the ones who have been there since day one and even those who maybe started out this week we we appreciate all of you so thank you for for the listen uh we we love that uh this is a passion of ours and it's it's a hobby of ours some people have golf we have podcasts so um and so also go check out our uh social media we are on facebook twitter and instagram please go follow all those um like uh our page uh if you have any comments on any maybe a post that we that we post or um maybe if you want to direct message us however you want to do that uh let us know if you whatever your feelings are even if you're just saying hey you suck uh well don't do that it's kind of a waste of time because we're not going to respond but um (laughs) Uh, you know, even if it's just like, Hey, I I like what you guys are doing or, Hey, you know, I don't agree with you on this. We want to hear from you. We just want to know what you think. Um, and maybe hopefully we'll address it. Uh, also on YouTube, go subscribe and, uh, like all of our videos so they can go viral. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, no, seriously, if you have any comments on the video, please let us know let us know um we we try and get back to you as much as we can uh cody is usually pretty good on doing the drew code thing um i will probably let you know on youtube i will probably respond with my personal one so uh if you get someone like named andrew with no picture that's me (laughs) so uh you know just letting you know but uh, we appreciate everything and and everything that uh people have commented over the years so far um also go um to fnxfitness.com go get your workout supplements or your workout gear um especially if you're in texas your gyms are open (laughs) go get it i mean you need it now uh and uh, now that you guys can go outside you know the weather is a lot better for you so uh go check out fnxfitness.com they got great workout gears and great workout supplements like i was saying um i basically the supplement guy and cody is the gear guy (laughs) and it's not how we planned it but it kind of works out i guess because cody will like sport you know his uh his shirt and i'm like oh i like that and i'll go look at it and like oh maybe i should get that and then i'll tell cody you should get this protein shake and he's like oh maybe i will yeah (laughs) so so we uh we feed off each other real well but uh go check it out and uh, actually cody will uh tell you how to get 15 percent off your whole purchase by using our code so cody that's right guys go to drewcodesportsack.com uh we have a partner's link that you click on and then we've made a special link for you guys to click on for fnxfit.com 
and you guys begin your shopping there, get your supplements. Uh, they've got a lot of great stuff coming out. Like I think they've uh, just started a new line of CBD uh, gummies that is really good. Uh, they have their amino acid line, uh, their protein, which Andrew cannot stop raving about and the creatine, which he said he's going to start when he starts working out again. So I think we're a couple of weeks away from California, probably being in Texas territory to where we can have gyms open back up again. But regardless though, pick up all those supplements and especially the gear, the gear is really high quality. I've got a, I've got a bunch of their shirts and hats and I've got some accessories as well. And I'm looking to add more to it because it's just, it's really good quality stuff. So uh, so again, that's FNX, fnxfit.com. We have a special link on our website and you want to use the promo code drew code 15 to get 15% off your total purchase. When you guys are checking out, um, while you guys are on drew code you guys can actually click on any of the podcast platform sites that you guys prefer to listen to us on, whether that's, you know, iHeart, Google, um, Spotify, or Apple podcasts. We have live links on the website for that. You guys can also subscribe directly to our YouTube page from our main page, which is DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. Um, or if you guys want to watch videos that we've uploaded, they're already live. You can watch us all on uh, on YouTube right there, and you guys can listen to, to episodes on the website itself if you don't feel like subscribing to a certain podcast platform. No worries. We got you guys covered with episodes on there as well. And you guys can listen to our other podcasts, Two Bays in a Pod. We've got some old episodes on there and some with special guest Brad Potter, which are really funny. So go check all those out. They're really good stuff. Um, and also like what Andrew had alluded to earlier is he's going to be kicking back up the One Giant Step uh, uh, blog, which is about San Francisco Giants baseball. And I'll let him talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, guys, I'm going to start that up uh, pretty quickly here, actually now. Um, and uh, we're going to be going just basically talking about nothing but giants it's a real easy read i promise you i'm not just saying that um i usually try and keep it to like three paragraphs sometimes the paragraphs are a little bit longer so i can fit everything in but um i gotta be honest with you if you're a slow reader it's probably going to take you like five minutes to read and if you're a quick reader it'll probably take you like a minute so it really it really will it's not a a thing that you have to like constantly focus on but i try and keep it short but i also try and keep it informative um but it's mainly more like what my opinions are uh sometimes i don't get to say everything or talk about everything that i want to on the podcast so um it's kind of an outlet that i get to have and and uh, with baseball season going to be in full force uh, it'll be interesting. And obviously during baseball season, there's still always football off season. There's uh, NBA off season. So, um, and usually NBA season or towards the end. So, um, you know, that's kind of why I don't really get to talk a lot about giants, but this was one of the few weeks that we got to, but uh, yeah, that podcast or that uh, blog will uh, kick back up. I'm hoping in at least a couple of weeks when spring training is kind of a little bit more fluent and we can kind of see what the giants are doing and then I'll kind of go into it. So, uh, super excited about that. And I love doing it. It's fun. If you, if you want, if you read it, thank you so much. If you don't, uh, poo on you. (laughs) Well guys, uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Drew Code Sports Talk. Um, if you guys want to interact with us, shoot us over some DMs or submit a question on the website, DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. But with that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to wear your mask, especially if you are in Texas or any other state that has their mandate lifted. Just protect one another. Be kind. Uh, also take care of each other. And uh, with that being said, I'll see you guys next week. See you.